Welcome to Manifest Your Happiest Life podcast, the place where magic and manifestation meet that combines woo-woo that works with timeless wisdom, powerful new paradigms, plus actionable strategies that you can implement right away to manifest a life that reflects who you truly are when you take your spiritual practices and wisdom off your mat and into every part of your life. We're Mary and Gary, and today we're exploring the topic of karma. Does it exist? How much is it affecting you? And what can you do to break free of its chains and burden, if in fact they exist? Hmm. So it's a controversial topic. And one of the things we love doing in our podcast is to shine a different light on some of the new age spiritual teachings that uh, we've all learned along the way and to perhaps put a different lens over them, to give ourselves a chance to see and understand them differently in ways that open up more space for us to live more simply and more happily as the life that we came here to be. So karma is such a fascinating topic. And do you want to tell the story about when we were in India? Because oh. it's such a it's such a great one to kick off with, I think. Yes. Um, we were uh, speaking at the First World Parliament on Spirituality in Hyderabad in India in 2012. And it was uh, part of that whole mind calendar change. And it was quite an incredible event. There were thousands of people there and speakers from all around the world. And it was just amazing. And in, in the front of the stage were all the saffron robes of all the gurus from all around the world. It was quite extraordinary. And we were on stage with uh, two other people. So there was four of us on stage. And uh, they were, they were gurus and there was Mary and uh, myself and, and then Zah came in. And the very first thing they said in front of thousands of people was in India, there's no such thing as karma. (laughs) (laughs) You could hear the collective intake of breath in the auditorium of a couple of thousand people. Mm. And I looked down into the audience because, of course, I'm still conscious and present, whereas, you know, you... Yes, luckily I was aware. Gaz has left the building consciously yeah. because, you know, Zah, the spirit guide that, that we collaborate with, you mm. know, kind of takes over your body in a, yeah. in a compassionate way. And I looked out into the audience and there were a lot of very shocked and confused mm. faces. And mm. I thought, Wow. Mm. This may not end well. We may not be welcomed back onto the main stage. No, we may, we may <laughs> not get out alive even. But what was so fascinating was that at the end of that mm. presentation and we were um, out walking around in the, in, in the precinct where the conference was being held, was the gurus, the Indian gurus who came up to us mm. and what they said was they took us aside mm. because they didn't really want their community or their devotees or other people to hear it, but they took us aside and they said, what Zah said about karma is exactly what we believe, (laughs) but we can't say that no, because our lineage is based on the idea that karma is cause and effect and paying across Mm. lifetimes Mm. for misdemeanours, things you've done wrong in a past life, you pay the cost for that in this life. They said, so we can't talk about it any other way, but we know and agree with you that that's true. Mm, Yes, it was quite an amazing experience uh, to have these people that have studied and been been a part of that uh, information since they were little children uh, to come up to us and say, yeah, we agree. Mm. We can't tell anyone, but we agree. (laughs) (laughs) Zah told everyone. Zah told everyone. No, don't mind. (laughs) So... Over the years when we've been um, working with groups and in one-on-one sessions, this this whole topic of karma has come up quite a lot Mm -hmm. where people have felt stuck or restricted in their current life 
and they attribute it to something that's happened in a past life, that they've done something wrong, that they've misused their power or they've been um, reckless or, or irresponsible with money and that's why in this life they have trouble either making or keeping money mm. or they've abused in a relationship, they've been um there's been a power mismatch in a previous life in a relationship and that's why in this life they feel they've attracted um, Mm. (laughs) non-dysfunctional relationships. Mm. I think everybody's trying to understand how this life is the way this life is and uh, karma for many ways is a bit of a get-out-of-jail-free card. Well, because I did that in the last life, I got to sort it out in this one and pay for it and suffer and blah, blah, blah. Mm. Mm. So the reason that Zara is always so clear talking about karma and why they say it doesn't exist is because the frequency of the universe, the frequency of compassion of the divine, whatever language you may use, that frequency is compassion and love. And in a frequency or an energy of compassion and love, there is no punishment. Mm. It's a complete frequency mismatch. It can't exist. There is no retribution. There is no... um, There's no Saturday detentions, (laughs) which in some ways is what Mm. karma is feels a bit like, I think. So if the universe is compassion and if in compassion there is no punishment or retribution, Mm. then there is no karma in the most popularist understanding of what karma means. Mm. And karma has been interpreted in many different ways over time and, and there's an argument. We've had people say, well, that wasn't the traditional meaning of it and it may not be. But for people we've worked with over the years and for most, you know, the person in the street, um, karma is that sense of you're paying in this life for something you did wrong in the last life. Mm. Now, if that were true, what that means is the universe would never expand because the way the universe expands, as Zah talks about it, is it expands through compassion and love and acceptance of the light that we are. Mm. It does not expand through pain, restriction and denial. Mm. They they talk about it in ways of um, what they see is us allowing us. And when they mean when they're saying allowing, they're they're we're not denying us, we're not we're not being nasty or mean to other people. We're we're living in that reflection of our own wholeness. And so that energy of allowing is how they say that the universe expands. And we've seen people, as they realise that they can let go of that thought and that fear of karma and I have to pay for it, and and, and then the energy around them is so heavy and so strong, when they realise I don't need to do that anymore, they start to live and then their life changes. Mm. It's been amazing, hasn't mm. it, really? Yeah, it really has. Mm. It makes me think, you know, in some ways, karma has become the universal boogeyman. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, with yeah. kids, are, kids are, uh, maybe not nowadays, but in my day, kids were often um, feared into doing the right thing. You know, don't do X, Y, Z, otherwise the boogeyman will get you or otherwise the devil will get you. Or, you know, there was always a, a fear of um, there was a cost to doing the wrong thing. And karma actually fulfills that same purpose. It makes it makes the universe um, our probation officer. I yeah, often think, you know, it's always yeah. checking up on us to make sure we're doing the right thing, otherwise we'll be put back in jail. Mm. Now, again, you can feel the frequency of that. It's a very restrictive, it's a very judgmental energy. Compassion is not either of those things. Mm. So the more we recognise who we are and accept the light that we are, and let go of any idea that we've got things to pay for uh, from past lives, 
the more simply and easily our light expands and the more we step into mm. living as that peace and joy and happiness, mm. which is our true essence. So then you're possibly wondering, well, if there is no karma and I'm experiencing struggle and difficulty in my life, and, in fact, you know, you maybe have have a sense that there's a real pattern of experience or energy or, or um, events or people that keep almost there on loop, and why does that happen if it's not because of karma? So what keeps us stuck is, as you were saying before, Gaz, mm. what really keeps us stuck is the fact that we are not accepting the light that we are and we're focusing on the problems, the difficulties, looking back into the past to try to make sense of and to try to heal the past so that we can live in a different present. The way we change the present and the future is to change us in the present moment without needing to think about what the past has been or might have been. Mm, exactly. And so what's really lovely when we start to do that and we start to focus on the joy, the light, the compassion, the kindness, the peace mm. that we already experience to whatever degree, we grow that. And the more that we grow that, the more that becomes the energy that is reflected back to us mm. from the world around us. And that is the energy that the universe then feels. That's the key to manifesting. Mm. The universe feels us accepting and loving ourselves and therefore the energy that we are uh, we begin to create and live in is one that is fertile for those kind of experiences rather than a focus on dealing with problems and getting rid of and, and paying for karma. Mm, mm. So the beautiful thing that Zara always talks about is that the more we accept of who we are in this life, the more we live as the light that mm, we came here to mm. be, the more we fulfil our purpose of recognising that we are creation, we are the light of the universe in this physical form, not only does this life begin to shift and change, but we change all of our lives to come. Because the only aspect in a way of that whole karmic story that is accurate is that there is an energy that is taken forward from lifetime to lifetime. But it's not the energy of our report card with all of the crosses on it. It's not the it's not the bank balance balance that's in debit. The energy that's taken forward into the next life and the life after that is the credits we have in our bank balance. It's the ticks we have on our scorecard. It's as I would say the elephant stamps we have received because we have stepped into accepting and living as the extraordinary energies that we all are. We live as that light of creation. So not only, I think for me that's always a beautiful feeling that it means mm. if I'm if I commit myself to being the fullest expression of who I truly am in this life, I then know that in my next life I'm going to pick up where I've left off in this one. If I spend my lifetime in this life denying myself, beating myself up, feeling bad, blaming myself, judging myself, feeling I'm unworthy, all of those things, then whatever is left, whatever little bit of light, and it's possibly you know, a little spark that's still there because that never leaves, but all I take forward into the next life is that little spark. If I allow myself to shine brightly, to be this beacon of acceptance and love for self, then I start my next life shining brightly as well. So we expand not only our experiences, but we also expand the universe because the more that we live as this light, 
the more compassion there is created in the field, the more light there is created. And that has a ripple effect. That is the rising tide that lifts all ships that other people begin to feel consciously or otherwise, and their lives begin to change as well. Hmm. So the invitation with this is to be curious about the stories you're telling yourself about why things are the way they are in your life. And if there is a pattern that feels like it keeps repeating and you've wondered if it's because of past life karma, then shift that internal conversation. And the simplest way to do it is start to notice one thing in your life that is good, that you like, that you want, however large or small, that also is repeating. Might be just one relationship that works for you or one area of your life where you go, I'm happy with this. And notice that that's working because you've allowed that to be your experience in your previous life. Focus on that, grow that, become more of the you in that experience in other parts of your life and watch how things change. So we grow through focusing on what we want rather than spending all of our time focusing on what we don't want. The universe will give us what we ref- what we focus on, mm. whether we want it or mean it or not. They've always spoken about um, that we're very good at digging a hole digging a hole back to the past to try and uncover and, and sort out all the things that we did or didn't do. And eventually the um, the picture is you're way down the bottom of the hole and uh, then you're looking up and you go, um, now what? <laughs> <laughs> because you can just keep digging and that you have to come back up and, okay, now we can begin. And it is that sense of now we can begin. Once you decide, if there's that inkling in you, if you're actually even questioning, you have a question that, you know, there's just something more to me. There's something else about my life that isn't reflecting my life at the moment. But that very question means you're at this space here where you're accepting there's something more to you. And that very moment, that's the, okay, now what moment where you can let karma go and you can connect to that whole you, that beautiful you, that true you, and begin living from there. You don't, there's there's no purpose in you paying for what you think you might have done because that doesn't get you anywhere. The How you expand and grow uh, yourself and the world around you is by knowing that beauty that you already are. Mm, mm, yeah, it's, I always, I'm always really aware that, we can't create a different future if we're living in the past. No. Mm. Because what we'll keep doing is bringing that past energy, that past thinking, that past identity into the present moment and then in, and we project that into the future. The way we create a different future is focusing in this moment on who we choose to be, not who we worried we might have been in the past or what we think we're needing to atone or pay for. There is no guilt. It's in this moment, who do I choose to know myself to be mm. so that I can create a future and a present that is a reflection of, as you're saying, that that inkling, that mm. light, however however bright or however fragile it might be within you, how do I create more of that in mm. my life? Mm. So give karma the boot and give yourself a hug. There you go. <laughs> yeah, much nicer. <laughs> so enjoy, enjoy exploring you without karma. Mm.